Welcome to The Edge and Beyond, a podcast by Intel, where we're making sense of use cases across industries such as retail, banking, hospitality, and education. You're going to hear tech considerations, best practices, how-tos, and recommendations. It's all here on To The Edge and Beyond. Hello and welcome to The Edge and Beyond, the series that makes sense of use cases across industries, brought to you by the Intel Internet of Things Group. In this episode, we're going to explore digital out-of-home advertisements, trending use cases, and the innovation enabled by Intel's Internet of Things Group. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk. Today, I'm joined by Maroon Isaac, Director of Business Development in the Retail Banking, Hospitality, and Education Division at Intel and Andrea Supiliotis, CEO and co-founder of Hivestack. Gentlemen, a pleasure to meet you. Very nice to meet you and uh, chatting with you this morning, Shelby. Great to be on. Thanks, Shelby. So today we're discussing what's possible with digital out-of-home advertisements. But uh, before we look at uh, what's possible as the future of digital home advertisements, I'd first like to discuss the original, the traditional out-of-home advertising. So from both of your perspectives in the industry, uh, what have been the challenges with traditional out-of-home advertising? I'll turn to you first, Maroon. Good morning again, uh, Shelby. When you think of uh, the digital out-of-home industry, for a long time, it has been considered as one-to-many medium. Uh, Brands are no longer interested in this type of medium. They're they're not interested in paying for ads that are incredibly inefficient and have lots of spill impressions. They want their ads to reach a select audience. They wanna be able to optimize uh, the message, uh, influence the consumer on the go. Uh, A consumer that is starting to transact quite a bit while commuting. So, as an industry, as a digital out-of-home industry, we need to move away uh, from this old model of one-to-many and become one-to-select audience. In essence, we need to become a fully digital media and end-to-end accountable. And the good news is we have all the ingredient capabilities in terms of technology, resources, ad-stack platforms, uh, data and analytics to make all of that happen. And we're making it happen. And uh, and, 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 and in doing so, we're incredibly excited about the future of digital at home. Andreas, how about you? So I I resonate with uh, with what Maroon shared very much so. And I kind of like to go back in time and look at the history of sort of at a home. You know, in the early 1900s, billboards were painted by local artists. And that changed in the 50s when industrial sized printer surfaced that could print large format vinyl posters. And in the 70s, this evolved. Uh, media owners figured they could charge two advertisers the same amount of money for sharing the same ad unit and thus doubling the revenue. So two printed joined vinyl posters would mechanically rotate with pulleys every 10 seconds. And they called these scroll, vertical scrollers. And that was the beginning of a loop. And it didn't stop there. In the 80s, mechanical trivisions were introduced, three faceted printed strips would mechanically rotate it every 10 seconds to show each facet and that became a 30-second loop, offering three 10-second spots. And digital started really sort of taking off in the year 2000 when 
large format digital screens started to appear and they were super expensive and the ads would make it to screens by having installers physically visit them and upload content via USB stick inserted into a media player. And the content would play in a loop using presentation software such as PowerPoint. And that's when the digital out of home industry was born. And then, you know, in 2002, CMSs started to pop up, creating, uh, letting people create loop-based playlists from their desk and push content to screens without ever having to physically visit them. And that's pretty much been the sort of status quo for the last, for, you know, from 2002 to 2019, it's really been sort of loop-based content management systems. Really what Intel has sort of pioneered with their thought leadership is moving that much further along in terms of what Intel calls AAA compliant digital at a home, which is they're championing a new marketing playbook for digital at a home, which is at a home that's addressable, uh, means that each screen can be programmatically activated where there's an audience in front of the screen. Accountable is the second A, which means that media holds itself responsible for making sure that the ad was delivered to the screen. And attributable is the third A, which means that a programmatic platform enables marketers to link or attribute business outcomes such as in-store visits or online behaviors to digital out-of-home ad exposure. So we see this as sort of the next generation of digital out-of-home. Yeah, well, you're right, and you you point to uh, to these three A's uh, that uh, that we're going to we're going to dive into. Uh, you know, Andreas, you, you founded Hivestack in 2017, and of course, Hivestack's a, a marketing technology company that it powers the buy and sell side of programmatic digital out of home advertising. So, when you f- like, let's go back to 2017. Then, so when you founded the company. Uh, what was the promise of out-of-home advertising uh, software? Like, what was that uh, that deliverable that you really uh, could could sell to to people and say, you know what, this is now what's possible with digital out-of-home advertising? So in 2017, um, you know, the majority, almost all of the digital out-of-home revenue that a media operator who puts up screens would receive was was completely garnered by their direct sales force. And what that means is that, you know, digital out-of-home media owners were going directly to agencies and having conversations about how a deal should be priced. And there was an insertion order that was basically, you know, emailed from the agency to the uh, media operator and an ad operations person within the media operator would log into a content management system and build sort of a playlist and push that to screens. Now, what we tried to do in 2017 when I founded Hivestack is how do we sort of change that up? How do we sort of, instead of actually having um, a sales force from media owners sell directly to agencies, what if instead there could be software or tech that the media operator could use where every time there was an unsold spot in their loop, what if that unsold spot in the loop could propagate an ad request with automation to agencies and buyers who are already using demand side platforms to buy display advertising, uh, video advertising, mobile advertising. What if those agencies could reuse those same software platforms they're using to buy other media, but they could also buy out of home using those omni-channel DSPs. And so in 2017, the first open RTV ad request from a screen, it was actually in Germany that we did this with a media operator called Stroer. Uh, they're the largest media operator in Germany. And 
they basically, what we developed was a supply side platform. And in the parlance of ad tech, what that means is a platform that can hook into unsold spots in the loop of the media owner and then propagate an ad request in real time to a DSP, a demand side platform that is buying inventory based on audiences. And then there's an electronic handshake that happens between the SSPs and the DSPs to basically automate the buying of that unsold spot in the loop. And that's where we, re- we built that and that's where we saw buyers. So the first omni-channel DSP was a company called Adform. They're still hooked into us. And, uh, you know, Highstack was born from that point. And we realized that that was where everything was headed towards is, is equipping agencies with tools to buy out of home using audiences and automation and equipping media owners with tools to allow them to monetize their inventory this way. Just so I understand, why why would out of home been uh, not connected? Like, why was it kind of a separate buy and and, and uh, just a little bit on its own in terms of the ad buy? Yeah, so it, it it always was sort of very siloed, and one of the biggest challenges there is because you know out of home and Maroon mentioned this is a one to many media, and all of those DSPs, those omni channel DSPs, are one to one software. They expect you know, uh, one ad request, let's say from a phone, if there is an ad request from an app in a phone, there's one person looking at the phone. And so when there's one ad request that goes over to a DSP and the DSP is bidding via an auction to win that impression, if they win that impression, the DSP assumes they won one impression. Whereas with out of home, if you win one ad play, there could be 30 people around that screen looking at it. And so it's a one-to-many media. And that really complicates the sort of integrations, and that's the main reason why the omni-channel DSPs were sort of have yet had yet at the time uh, to come into the space. So because Out of Home is one to many, it it was very different, and it was bought very much in silos. Maroon, in 2018, you were working with the Intel branding team, uh, considering Do as a channel. So from those early digital Out of Home advertising discussions, that that three A initiative that you mentioned before was born. So will you explain what 3A is and the business problems that 3A solves? Great. And uh, very interesting that you mentioned the conversation that we had with the Intel branding team. In fact, Andreas was part um, with uh, some of those conversations as well. Uh, So uh, 3A is an initiative we launched um, late 2018 last year with the industry. And it is really uh, fast becoming the backbone uh, behind uh, the do industry becoming a fully digital media. And we're calling it 3A. Uh, uh, Andreas covered uh, 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 briefly what 3A is. 3A stands for addressable, accountable, and attributable. And I premise that as a digital at-home industry, we are not going anywhere unless we can mimic what the world of online and mobile advertisement can do, we need to do it anonymously and we need to do it without any of the issues that those digital worlds have, such as viewability, ad fraud, ad blocking, uh, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And 3A gets us there. And so the first A, and again, I don't want to replay what Andrea said, but maybe if I say it twice, uh, 3A will get implemented twice as fast. Yes. 
the first A is addressable, meaning we can serve an ad programmatically when the right audience, when the right consumer is actually in proximity of the do screen. Second A is accountable, meaning uh, not only we can uh, measure exposure, but we can also understand because of computer vision who looked at the ad for how long dwell time. We can even understand context anonymously, such as emotions, what zone uh, of the screen you gazed at, etc. A 3A is attributable, meaning for the first time ever in the history of digital at a home, we can start to measure whether exposure to the ad drove real business outcome in the form of offline to offline attribution or offline to online attribution. This is really a game changer for the industry, the fact that we can measure lift in intent. Uh, and so in summary, 3A, I believe, we believe is very critical. And our message is that every digital at-home screen needs to become 3A compliant and in doing so, the digital out-of-home industry has an opportunity not only to raise the CPM values, but also increase the advertisement spend on the digital out-of-home and make the digital out-of-home screen a core media of every brand multi-channel strategy. So uh, coming back to you, Andreas, you know, thinking about uh what do was in 2017 in contrast to today uh let's let's talk about what is truly possible with measuring digital exposure and impact i mean you know isn't that the the challenge that uh, that many have faced and, and how is this uh vitally important to be able to implement it uh you know quickly and efficiently as maureen says yeah, so some of the early conversations that Maroon and I would have, um, you know, Maroon and I are both on the board of directors on the Digital Play Space Advertising Association, the, the DPAA. And one of the early conversations we had as we were sort of working on 3A's initiative was we made an observation that out of home marketers were still buying out of home using spray and pray sort of approaches. What do you mean by that? So, so there's no sort of real way to understand whether out of home was working. It, well, how do you measure the return on investment by uh, buying a digital billboard? And so what marketers would do is they would just buy enough and get enough tonnage from digital out of home to make sure that they blanketed a market and hope that sort of they would have a certain reach and frequency. Um, but one of the things that, you know, became apparent is, is that, Intel and Maroon really wanted to champion an initiative that was a little more focused from the marketer's perspective on minimizing those spill impressions. So rather than getting, you know, millions of impressions that, you know, maybe don't really matter on, on a third of those impressions because you're, you're getting those impressions are being seen by an audience that's less relevant to it. They're not perhaps decision maker audiences. How do we sort of make sure that when impressions are, in, are indeed served to these screens and, and we're activating these screens, that impressions really matter. And we're activating screens at the best times and at the best locations, wherever the audience that matters to Intel really is. And so that's what we focus on building is really two elements, is really building the ability to understand what audiences are in proximity of these screens and then, you know, for example, decision maker audiences is what is important to Intel. Targeting, for example, healthcare decision makers, 
uh, IT decision makers, business decision, retail decision makers. And then the holy grail is being able to understand, okay, now that we know we've served these ads to these screens at these times, what consumers were around those screens? And so working with you know completely anonymized and GDPR compliant location data, we're able to understand what mobile ad IDs were in proximity of screens when we served an ad to those screens. And then we rely on device graph partnerships that Hivestack has to map those uh, offline device IDs to online behaviors. So we're able to bridge that offline world where people are walking around out of home and then map it to their online behaviors, such as was there a spike in interest towards Intel platforms online when people were exposed to out of home compared to people that were not exposed to out of home. And that's the measurement piece that we worked on. And in fact, and in fact, Shelby, we ran uh, a number of proof points, a number of pilot or POCs in both Europe, the UK specifically, and uh, a number of the major metros in Japan with uh, Hivestack partner LiveBoard uh, along those lines. Uh, mm -hmm. We were able to identify uh, decision makers specific to Intel IoT uh, in the areas of healthcare, industrial, retail, hospitality, entertainment. And uh, we were uh, not only able to define the audience, plan the audience, but map the journeys of those audiences, understand what digital out-of-home screen sit along those journeys. Mm -hmm. And so basically, when those decision makers that we as Intel IoT care about were in proximity of those screens, we were able to activate the ads programmatically via Hivestack. And then we were able to understand the impact of, uh, of having an ad being exposed to the right decision maker. This is the ability to understand offline to offline attribution or offline to online attribution and what Andreas talked about in terms of uh, understanding mobile device IDs and uh, and understanding and observing their behavior offline after they were exposed to the ad and and being able to measure uh, uh, lift in intent. Well, and that's that's huge because being able to target these advertisements so precisely and be able to have those relevant uh, you know, decision makers, uh, that's, that's quite an advancement in digital out of home advertising. So, so I'll, I'll ask you then to kind of put on your, uh, your, you know, put your crystal ball in front of you and say, you know, because we want to hear these, uh, you know, these thoughts from thought leadership such as yourself. So Maroon, with regards to 3A and just what's possible with uh, digital out of home advertising, what can we look to? as the future of the screen? Great question, Shelby. I would say the future of the, uh, of the screen is about enabling the screen to become 3A aware and audience aware. This is the most important priority. We need to make sure that the advertisement screen become as effective and fully digital media as, we, as you can imagine it. Uh, but the screen can become, it needs to become a lot more than just 3A aware. Mm -hmm. uh, the screen will be able to render uh, media and rich experiences in real time. The screen needs to become context aware, recognition aware, 
uh, and recognition that is responsible. Uh, it can become touchless, AI responsive. Think of the screen as becoming an AI in a box as example. Needs to become managed and secure and connected. This is the screen of the future. Uh, this is the future of the digital at home. So the industry has an opportunity to become a lot more than just an effective advertisement medium. And when you think of the next generation digital at home screen, a screen that has so much edge compute AI. So all of a sudden we have an opportunity to expand the business model uh, into lots of areas beyond just advertisement, areas of research, marketing, brilliant creatives, you name it. As, let me give you an example. Think of the observational research industry. This is a multi-billion dollar industry in the US alone. It's very inefficient today. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it takes weeks to report out on what people on the streets are observing and the insights. The digital out-of-home screen, uh, think of a taxi top, can fully take advantage of responsive, responsible AI models that can be activated in real time, that can understand context, and potentially play a role in the observational research market and do it almost in real time, much, much more efficiently than how it's done today. So I truly mm -hmm. believe that as you put more AI and more edge compute in the future at a home screen, the agency world will be able to expand the business model beyond just advertisement and unlock the value of compute and AI at the edge into other areas. And Andreas, as, uh, as we continue to look into that uh, crystal ball. What's on the horizon for, for Hivestack and pro programmatic in regions uh, outside the U.S.? Well, you know, we've, we've uh, Intel has really sort of pioneered this, the 3A concept, and we've already uh, done our first test in Japan, which is mm -hmm. a really interesting example. So um, Intel wanted to make sure that the campaign yeah, which which happened in July, right? You know, in the middle, obviously, of, of COVID peaking, Intel really wanted to make sure that the audience goal was achievable uh, uh, at the campaign start date. And so we worked with Intel to basically put together a COVID-19 dashboard in Japan that helped us understand specifically what audiences were outside of their home. Was there enough audiences outside of the home in order to be able to fulfill on the campaign objectives? And we were able to truly sort of analyze precisely, you know, where, how many decision maker audiences were outside of their homes. And we did that whole data science initiative and the campaign started on time and the, and Intel was able to sort of really log in and they did, they paced, they, they tracked pacing of the campaign. They made sure that the audiences were being delivered on a daily basis. So there's a lot of sort of flexibility on the programmatic side. And that this all happened outside of the U S it happened, uh, in Japan. Now, at the same time, Intel is continuing this, this thought leadership and taking it really at a global level. And now we're currently uh, running a POC soon in Latin America, specifically in Mexico uh, with Intel in order and using those same principles that we ran in Japan. So we started with the UK, we then ran it in Japan, and now we're activating on uh, in Latin America. So we're continuing to sort of innovate and, and refine the story. I think, you know, it, it, permit me to just say one more thing here. The, the, um, the interesting thing is that this model really sort of introduces sort of a hybrid approach where the edge 
of the edge compute power is really, really important. And also what's happening on the cloud is really important. So if you think about it, what we're doing is we're understanding how millions and millions of device IDs move around throughout the day. And we're understanding the macro movement patterns of decision makers. And we're activating screens when there's a high concentration of those decision makers at times at the screens. So those, that kind of like millions and millions of device analysis and doing the data science is really only possible on the cloud. So when basically the platform returns to the player, the media player that's connected to the screen and says, here's what we feel is the best audience right now around the screen. And this is the creative that we think should be playing at the screen. That's a recommendation to the player. The player on the edge still needs to do some really sophisticated computational work to also incorporate some of the 3A practices, like for example, overlay computer vision elements on that to understand, okay, you know, the player says, thanks, thank you, ad server. You're saying that these are the decision maker audiences around the screens, but are they looking at the screen? So there's a final refinement that is done by the edge by incorporating some of the Intel platform power. And so screen if media owners, you know, future proof their screens with Intel platforms. They really have this power to be able to combine the best of the edge and the best of the cloud to really enable sort of futuristic scenarios for, for programmatic digital at home. So gentlemen, as we begin to wrap up today, uh, let me ask you, what would you say the, the headline for this episode is, so to speak? I mean, what do you really want listeners to take away from today's discussion? Let me start with you, Maroon. Uh, love it. Um, for headline, uh, I would say the elements are in place for the digital at home to enter the major league. This is really the big headline. And mm -hmm. much like what Andrea said earlier, um, as our industry start to look at making infrastructure investment in 2021, it is really important for the media owner to future proof their investment and not opt for base level, low cost technology that does what you need it to right now. Uh, mm -hmm. Our industry needs to think a lot bigger than the advertisement business category uh, that is today, because the connected world is now the opportunity, the business opportunity for the digital at home screen. Uh, we must take advantage of that. And let me turn to you, Andreas. So I'd like to build on that, you know, by sharing that 2020 has really been obviously the year of the pandemic, but at the same time, the, uh, the pandemic has, you know, uh, basically resulted in the scenario where there's been almost like three years of programmatic transformation compressed into seven months. And you know, Intel has really sort of championed that leadership. And 2020 has been sort of the year where these concepts have been introduced, the three A's approach. I feel 2021 is the breakout year for programmatic digital at home, where you start seeing really, really large ad agencies, some of the, the six holding agencies, really buying programmatic digital at home at scale. Now that they're, you know, they can actually deliver immense value to their clients, the advertiser, by targeting custom audiences, by moving from a one to many to one to a select many activation, and also being able to measure and link out of home exposure to business outcomes. So I think, you know, the key message here for me is that 2020 was the year where we really had to innovate and prove our value. And I feel we've succeeded in doing that. And the stage is set 
you know, for 2021 with an incredible recovery for out of home as vaccines sort of, you know, start to sort of uh, hopefully decline the, the, the rates of infections and people are going to be outside of their homes again, right? We're all kind of, right. <laughs> we're all kind of, you know, understandably we're in lockdown as we should be, but we're kind of tired of it. And I think that you're going to see an incredible rebound and that means a lot more people outside when the, when, when, when these numbers start to go down. And that means in the language of ad tech, a lot more impressions are outside. That means an incredible opportunity. Marketers are going to start buying more and more programmatic digital at a home. And it's going to become one of the main approaches in an omni-channel buy. Marketers are not just going to think of out of home as a silo, but it's going to be part of their omni-channel strategy. Now that they can buy it programmatically and measure it programmatically, that's the game changer. Well, and and challenge and, and difficulties and uh, roadblocks and hurdles are the catalyst for change and innovation and and 2020 has uh been everything if not a roadblock but uh we will come over on this the other side a lot better and uh a a lot uh brighter future it sounds like for the digital out-of-home advertising industry gentlemen thank you so much for joining me thank you shelby thank you And thank you, audience, for joining us on The Edge and Beyond, the series that makes sense of use cases across industries, brought to you by the Intel IoT Group. Thank you, and until next time, I'm Shelby Skirhawk.